Everything Old is New Again is sponsored by the Law Office of Douglas Viviani. Douglas Viviani has been providing quality legal service for over 26 years. We're a general practice firm and can handle any legal matter you may have for a reasonable fee. If you're involved in a car accident, starting a business, planning your estate, or need a criminal attorney, please call 631-681-1910 or email us at vivianilaw at aol.com for a free consultation. Get the justice you deserve. Contact the Law Office of Douglas Viviani at vivianilaw at aol.com. Everything old is new again. This is Douglas Viviani. I'm here with David Cohen, and we are now continuing our semifinals of the best. TV sitcom of all time. Our September silliness continues. Yes, I'm excited. We're getting <laughs> down to the wire. Yes, just to review the procedure here, we're going to do the winner of the 1950s against the winner of the 1960s. Then we've got the winner of the 70s against the 80s and the winner of the 90s against the 2000s. We did have, uh, of course, prior shows that announced those winners. Feel free to go back and listen to those on our podcast at everythingoldisnewagain.biz. Um, we did try to be objective. Dave, you want to read through those rules? Yeah, uh, sure. Quick? Just to just to refresh everybody's memory, the way we got here was we came up with a list of um, six questions. Basically, number one, on a scale of one to five, is the show consistently funny? Are there laughs every show? Number two, longevity. Is it still funny today on reruns? Number three, memorable quotes or routines or catchphrases uh, that are still being used today. Number four, are there iconic or lovable characters that, that, that are recognized? Number five, um, so, so each of those get one point. Then number five, did the uh, show ever jump the shark? Um, and, and if it did, you subtract one point. Sorry, let me just clear. So those first five, I know we're getting really technical. Scale of, I, and I'm, I'm constantly Scale of one to this. five on those Scale of one five. to five. Now, once you get those, if the show jumped the shark, you subtract a point. Um, if the show spawned a spinoff, it gets a point. Right. Now, with these, now, we've passed through all of that already. We've gone right. through that. So now we want to add, going to add three more qualifications that we're going to now use for this show and the next show. That is, number one, laughs per show. Number two, memorable bits and number three the timeliness of the show is the show still funny that's how we're going to get there I know Dave and I had a discussion I think there was something you wanted to add to that yeah you know I think as we're going through these finalists now one thing that's important is sort of this intangible category like what this can't be totally subjective I mean there's got to be a little emotion to it certain shows for me anyway growing up as a kid or even today spending time with with my family uh, certain shows just strike a chord with me I can't I don't understand why. So you're going to be subject, or you have an idea that there's some subjective point of view here that uh, an emotional, you know, carryover, carry if you will, from your childhood or when you saw the show. Exactly. Yes. So, so it's not 100% objective. Sorry. That there is some subjectivity to it. I, I, I can't yeah, I'm gonna say, say that, that I that can that help I, myself. You are the Dr. McCoy of TV sitcoms because you're going to be emotional with this. I have to be the Mr. Spock. It always goes back to Star Trek. You realize that, right? I'm not a poster, Jim. I'm a doctor, <laughs> damn it. Um, but I'm going to have to say that I've got to and I try to acknowledge, uh, I do acknowledge what you've just said, but I try to be as objective as possible and logical as possible, go through this and come up with a clean result. 
you can try. You can try, but there's going to be that, yeah, that little bit of, oh, yeah, brings back great memories. You have an emotional attachment. That's all I'm saying. Presuming I have emotions. Ugh. You're exactly right, though. No, yeah. you're exactly right. But we'll try. I, I, I don't know. We'll see how we go through this, where that comes in. I think the listener is going to understand that, too. That, listen, there are shows when you were a kid, you may have a, a nice feeling for, and that may carry you, you know, forward with giving it better ratings, let's say, than a show that you're watching as an adult. I guess that's what you're trying to say. Yes. Okay. Well, let's listen to The Honeymooners, um, which is the winner of the 1950s. And a little, little bit of that. Let's examine that show as it goes up against Gets smart we'll see who wins with those two i don't know anybody does a mambo i don't do it norton doesn't do it my grandmother never did it who is the composer of swanee river ed norton you are a blabber There isn't room in this place for you and me. There isn't room in this place for you and anybody. Out of the way, girls. Some men are gonna do some drinking. Clear the field. Everything's going real fast. The table ain't level. You see more of it's creepers here. Come on out of there, Harvey. I never knew Davy Crockett was so fat. I am the chef of the future. Oh, I can carry apples. All right, that's about 10 clips right there of shows that I think that if you're a fan of sitcoms, you've seen The Honeymooners. I think if you listen to any of those clips, they open the door to a memory of the entire show, and you remember basically the entire show, what it was about, and the laughs. Yeah, I, absolutely. And you could, or you could just start going through your day, and, and one of those clips or, you know, sayings will just pop up in your head. And that's what's classic to me about this show show is that every show had not just one or two lines it almost let's just say whatever every third or fourth line that was said on the show was either setting up or a or a joke or a line that's really hysterical and memorable to this day I might be wrong but to me and this is being objective I can't say that that show has a weakness other than it was on the air only for 39 episodes right the weakness is that there aren't a lot of people probably out there that, that have seen it I mean we think that there are because you and I have and people of our generation have, but, you know, a lot of younger people have no idea what The Honeymooners is, and, and they should, because it was just, you know, That's the really beauty funny. of our show. We're trying, I agree with you, we're trying to bring alive, and I've gotten some emails from people trying to acknowledge that we've brought alive, or at least brought topics to people's mind that they necessarily think about and maybe would consider buying, let's say, a Beatles album. We talked about that in the past, like going to a Broadway show, or this, taking a look, giving it a chance, if you've got an open mind, to listen Listen to or see one of these uh, episodes, uh, even though they're black and white, God forbid. Just because it's black and white doesn't mean it's bad. Yeah, this is such a classic show, such a great show. I don't know how Get Smart will fare against it, although I do in my mind. As I sit here, I'll, well, well, let's listen to Get Smart first and see. This is Smart. Maxwell Smart, Agent 86. Missed it by that much. Cone of silence. The case I assigned 99 to has to do with the Gaul formula. But... So why is she in danger? What? Danger! Who? What? Not what? Who? What? That's Maxwell Smart, the control agent I told you about. <laughs> now, we finish those lips with a recognizable voice. Who would that be? Did you know? A little trivia. Did you hear that last voice? I did. I don't remember. That, of course, is none other than Leonard Nimoy. We always have a little connection here and there. The old... <laughs> 
Star Trek tie-in. No matter what subject we're talking about, Doug finds a way to bring Absolutely. Star Trek Nimoy into Nimoy did guest star on Get Smart, but I could tell you this. He was not funny. He was a straight man. He never was. He's never funny on television, just as an aside. But that be doesn't make. Get Smart had some tremendous uh, episodes, saw a lot of fun, good feel, lines that people remember. Um, one thing I wanted to bring out, which was, was a lot of fun going through this, looking at what happened in the episodes, many times the character Get Smart is taking his shoe off in the corner somewhere, taking off the little bit of piece of the, the, the heel, and all of a sudden he's talking into his shoe phone. By the way, a rotary dial in the shoe phone, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, now we have, we have cell phones, all that is totally irrelevant. Right. But in right. its day, a lot of fun. It was. It was. And um, don't forget Barbara Feldon. Also, you know, as a kid, one of the reasons I watched Get Smart. Interesting. Absolutely. For the beauty. For the beauty of, yes. the, of the show. And uh, a, a good love story. They eventually uh, got, they got married, married. And they right. eventually had, a, had a, I think they had a child. They had twins. If you remember, I don't remember that. Last really? season, wow. never jumped the shark. Very no. strong show. Um, Buck Henry uh, wrote it. Uh, later That's on, right. went on to do a lot of other things. You can Google that. But he was uh, he was on Saturday Night Live quite a bit as a guest host. Plus, and again, it, it's you don't see it that much on TV these days in reruns. But they, you know, a few years ago, they, they made another movie about it. Right. And they, they uh, with uh, Steve Carell. And, right. and uh, I mean, I, I just think that they had so many great characters. Jaime the, the robot. They did uh, Cone of Silence. They did Miss Me By That Much. They had uh, Bernie Capel as Siegfried. I don't know if you remember any of this. You know, if you, if you don't remember this, give it a, a watch. I think you'll really get enthralled with, uh, with the episode. Would you believe an angry mob of Boy Scouts? Right. And, of course, it all was a takeoff. Of 007, which was very, in the 60s, very serious, right. very strong. Yes. But this is a parody that really works. So now we compare that to the Honeymooners. Because, right. so again, question, this is fifth, fifth, the 50s winner versus the 60s winner. Correct. So the question really is, where does Get Smart you know, fare as against the Honeymooners? Uh, Dave, you want to give your opinion or what we came up with as a result, maybe? Well... Yes, the honeymooners. <laughs> uh, I don't know that that's a big surprise. Um, that's Knowing a, you, no, definitely no. not a surprise. <laughs> I had my hand in it. I put my th- thumb on the scale. Is that what they say? Right, exactly. Uh, we really did vote on it, and it did come out. No, yeah. no doubt. Um, Get smart. It should not be, um, you know, disappointed if you will with that. But it is a, a, a tremendous, tremendous opposition with the honeymooners. I think that show now now makes the final three, which we'll talk about. About in the next show that the final in the finals, let's say, of the finals of the best comedy of all time. So we'll go out with uh, the honeymooners theme and come on back. Jackie Gleason. This portion of Everything Old is New Again is sponsored by ResumeDoctorInc.com. When you're seeking to change your career, apply for a promotion, or are trying to find a job, your resume is the first thing that's seen that represents you to a potential employer. Make sure your resume makes a clear, concise, and professional impression of who you are so you can get that job interview. Send your current resume to ResumeDoctorInc at AOL.com for a free online review. You'll receive a timely reply with a reasonable quote to properly prepare your resume. Let them make sure you have a resume that will get you noticed. Send your resume or questions to Resume Doctor Inc. at AOL.com. That's Resume Doctor Inc. at AOL.com. On November 13th, Felix Unger was asked to remove himself from his place of residence. 
That request came from his wife. With nowhere else to go, he appeared at the home of his friend, Oscar Madison. Several years earlier, Madison's wife had thrown him out, requesting that he never return. Can two divorced men share an apartment without driving each other crazy? Ah, The Odd Couple. That's one of the best beginnings of any uh, show. And I will do another show uh, here on Everything Old is New Again about beginnings of, uh, of episodes of right, shows. Right, Jingles. Um, but we are sitting here having the arguments you're going to love to have, continuing our semifinals of the best TV sitcom of all time. So we have one of our final three, The Honeymooners. Yes. Now we're pitting the 70 winner, 70s winner, The Odd Couple versus the 80s winner. Which is Seinfeld. Right. So, I mean, that's a powerhouse. That's a that blockbuster is. right there. Um, let's take a listen to a little bit of The Odd Couple, and we'll come back and discuss that. Your orange juice, sir. Ah, did you remember to remove the pits? I think so, Felix. I don't like pits in my juice. Mm-mm. What? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where? Where? Spit. Spit. You can read his lips. I much fear serious trouble in the fuselage, Frederick. You should never assume, because when you assume, you make an ass of you and me. There was a gourmet rotisserie. Oh, rotisserie. I always wanted that. Oh, we blew it. Aristophanes. Aristophanes is ridiculous. Password is ridiculous. Aristophanes. All of those uh, great little snippets into some of the best of the Odd Couple episodes. Dave, any of those come out to to play with your mind? Oh, of course. I was a huge, still am a a huge Odd Couple fan. And when I get a chance and I I can actually walk in front of their fictitious building on Park Avenue, uh, I do that. And I, yeah, it's you, pretty cool. You grab a cab and um, and put your hand on your back at that at that point. Yeah. <laughs> Stab the cigar <laughs> with the with the uh, umbrella. <laughs> no, you know, look, there's so many classic lines. Just the 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 concept of Oscar and Felix, I think, even today, can still be heard. Uh, I think longevity you know, on this. First of all, it, it, there's so many laughs per episode. Yes, so many. that's a big and really classy. Show never went anywhere, but good, clean fun as right. an aside. Right, and uh, you know, really, the, the acting was beyond reproach. Um, the show was a Gary Marshall show. In, in the first season, they did it without an audience. They did it as a soundtrack, and I, I, right. I met uh, um, uh, Jack Klugman, and he was describing how that really sucked the wind, if you will, out of the show. And when they added that that audience, you could hear them laughing. It brought the both actors alive, and they because they both were stage actors. We're stage actors, exactly. They so like you could that see feedback. that in that show, and the, the rapport right. between the two of them is tremendous. Right, and wonderful lines, great writing. There's only one or two episodes that I would say that I don't, would not watch again. I, I really love that that show. Exactly, so many bits on on game shows. They 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 did um, such creativity. Plus, all the guest stars that used to come on. I think that that it actually wasn't doing too well in the ratings. So uh, Jack Klugman and uh, um, Tony Randall Tony Randall started inviting some of their celebrity friends right. to actually come on to the show, which to me were some of the best episodes that they did. Oh, Howard yeah. Cosell, uh, opera's famous opera singers. Yeah, and, they went on Password. They went on uh, Let's Make a Deal. That's some of what right, we heard there. Hall. Memorable, great stuff. Let's hear its competition. Yellow, what delay industries? No, delay! Say delay! And you want to be my latex salesman. <laughs> 
He secretly referred to as the soup Nazi. I didn't get any bread. Just forget it. Let it go. Excuse me. Uh, I think you forgot my bread. What? No soup for you. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Not at all. Yes, a man gave you. A man gave me a massage. <laughs> so? I think it moved. The man's ear. A brazier for a man. Hey, George, what do you like better? The bro or the man's ear? I mean, there are endless, endless, endless lines, just right. like uh, like the honeymooners. Every episode's got lines that are memorable. No, right? Oh, I think even more so, but only because Seinfeld was on for so much longer. Absolutely, but, no yes. doubt, no doubt. Yep. But in the same vein, in that they each episode clearly has a, a, right. a, at least one line that you're going to remember. And, and just a reminder: the reason that Seinfeld is in the '80s and not the '90s is because technically, and this is the these were the parameters of, of the rules we put together. It started in 19. 1989. Right. So it's an 80s right. sitcom. But what a, what a creative show where there was a show about nothing as they spoke about. Then they actually did a parody of themselves in that the character on the Seinfeld show, which was Seinfeld, sold his show and they had to cast the show with other actors and right. that little routine about uh, getting George getting the massage was done by Jerry, Jeremy Piven from Entourage right. who, uh, you know, who interpreted that sort of a different way. But just the parody of itself, just such creative, creative writing. Right beyond uh, beyond belief. So we, we have to compare the two uh, and come up with a result. I, I think the result on that one close, but I really think that Seinfeld uh, overcomes. I agree, uh, the, and that, that's where we ended up. Seinfeld beat out. So Odd Couple is gone. Exactly. So now we're going to go to the 1990s versus 2000. Everybody loves Raymond. Why has God put us here? Because what? <laughs> Why are we here, Daddy? Yeah, I heard you. I heard you. Okay, that's a good question. Well, honey. It's very crowded up there. Remember when we went to Disney World, how crowded that was? Huh? I mean, it was fun, but it was too crowded, right? So God, he sends us down to Earth for a little while to ease the heavenly congestion. <laughs> this is, the, I think... Uh Everybody Loves Raymond at its best. This is a show that wasn't heavily laden with serious themes or, you know, a message. On the other hand, they weren't afraid to go there in a real fun way. But talk about life in general, not nothing. This was a show about something, but was fun. Right. Even this, even when they did tackle some serious subjects, they put enough humor in it where it didn't. It really didn't get way down or, or take itself too seriously. And all of us, don't all of us either have or know of a mother-in-law like oh, this? Oh, yeah, of course. Well, no, 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 not me. Not <laughs> Let's me. Let's not go there. Let's change this, the subject real quick. When was your last menstrual period? Oh, next question. I'll put in progress. Okay. Moving to psychiatric disorders, list all major behavioral diagnoses, e.g. depression, anxiety, etc. Oh my god, what the hell does this have to do with my stupid shoulder? Episodes of subpsychotic rage. <laughs> Ass. Possible Tourette's. <laughs> <laughs> uh, big Bang Theory, uh, still on the air currently. A, uh, a big hit was renewed for three years at a clip right now. Going right. to be on the air at least 13 years. Brought uh, the idea of being a nerd, if you will, into the mainstream and fun. Yes. And uh, and uh, more of a cerebral, if you will, type of comedy, no? Yeah, it's a little bit cerebral. Although, you know, they do they talk about sex a lot. They really do. 
Um, but the humor is a little heady, but still, the, the characters are so well-defined, so funny, the way they interact with each other. Um, so really, so this is coming down to the 90s versus the 2000s, Everybody Loves Raymond versus uh, the Big Bang Theory. Right, and I right? think Big Bang Theory versus Raymond is, is another tough it's one. very tough. Because, I mean, Raymond is is something that a whole family uh, watches and and can I and does identify with one of the, or all of these characters and and we all lashed or, or grappled with that we all kind of put our our claws into a character and we watched that show identifying with that one character and none of them disappointed right you know uh, they didn't you know you 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 were one of those two brothers i mean i this is sort of a male centric i understand but you know they had the favorite brother and the brother who wasn't the favorite and that that's a very but common thing what wife theme. doesn't have a problem every so often with you know with what what that wife dealt with and, right. and that wife as we saw in, in our show from the 1990s, stood up for herself, was a, a woman of, of a modern woman, and very funny. And uh, so it's tough. Big Bang, though, um, has a different dynamic, but is very uh, much a fun show, which I don't think has either of these shows don't have the memorable bits or memorable lines, as we just spoke about Seinfeld and honeymooners. Now that doesn't necessarily mean they're not great shows. No, they're not. Just because you don't remember a catchphrase or or a scene doesn't mean that that you're not sitting there and, and laughing a lot during the third. And I, I think it, this shows from the '90s forward. Honestly, I think the development of comedy or or sitcoms went away from bits. And went away from catchphrases. Really, is more to the point. Right. You don't hear, you know, the Jimmy Walker "What's happening?" line every episode. You don't hear Fonzie saying "a" every episode. Sheldon doesn't say the same thing every episode on Big Bang Theory. Yeah, I think it's, that ship has sailed. Yeah, yeah, it's much more creative. So let's uh, think about it. Think about it hard, and we've got to come up with our winner. And the winner is the Big Bang Theory. So our final. Three, which we will deal with next time, is The Honeymooners versus Seinfeld versus The Big Bang Theory. Come on back to Everything Old is Woo-hoo. New Again. This is going to be a lot of fun. We'll see you on the other side. This was in a hot, dense state that nearly 14 million years ago expansion started. Wait, the earth began to cool, the autotrophs began to drool, Neanderthals developed tools, we built a wall. We built the pyramids, maps 